Okay, if that music doesn't wake you up, nothing will. Welcome, Christian Israel. This is Genesis to Revelation. Today is the last day of April, April 30th, 2022. And we're going to be uh, f- probably finishing the book of Deuteronomy today. So, yeah, how are you doing, Dan? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Brother Abear says, sounds like the music people play when they reject the vaccine. Very good. <laughs> yeah, jumping for joy, right? Because you're not sick. All right. So, boy, and uh, unfortunately, I have a, a quick report about Pastor Steve because I was in uh, in uh, Kentucky uh, for most of the week and was able to visit him at the nursing home. And he told me that they did give him all three jabs, but uh, he didn't seem to be affected by them. The The information I've gotten you know, since coming back is that, from Britain anyway, because Chris P. Uh, sent me several uh, messages by Skype, that the, the people in Britain who've taken all three jabs are the ones who get very sick. The ones who have only taken two jabs or one jab or none at all, those people are you know, doing really well, okay, uh, compared to the, those who have taken the three jabs. Now, hopefully, luckily, I'm praying that the third jab, the bo- so-called booster, uh, he got a, a placebo. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's what he got, okay? Uh, we'll find out pretty soon if he got the real booster shot and uh, is getting sick from it. So... Uh, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do. I tried to uh, deal with the uh, facility there. They won't even allow me to send them any vitamins. So uh, unless it's on their protocol list of you know potential drugs that they can give him, it's all forbidden. Anything else that's it's not on the list is forbidden. So that's the situation. Really? Yeah, you can't right. even get sent vitamins. No, they won't accept vitamins either because you know wow. they, they they claim that vitamins react with the uh, prescription drugs, right? Yeah. Yeah, they might make mm-hmm. them better, <laughs> right? Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. want that. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't want that. They might, uh, they will, if they lose a customer, they won't get the funding from, from the that's government. That's right. Right? Oh, yeah, that's how that stuff works, right? Follow the money. The, the money flows what counts here. Always. Yeah. Always follow the money. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, we were uh, at the end. Uh, let me let me pick it up here on um, Eastward. Uh, I think we're in chapter 31, yeah, 31, and uh, we're, the, the title heading of the chapter is Joshua Succeeds Moses, okay? So let's pick it up there, and then we have an article, uh, a really good article about why Moses was not allowed to cross the Jordan River and he had to watch from afar as the Israelites are doing that. Uh, some of us, <laughs> some of us Israelites here on this planet, we will be watching from afar as the remnant gets taken up into heaven. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> All right. Okay. Deuteronomy thirty-one one. Okay. And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And he said unto them, I'm 120 years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also, Yahweh has said unto me, thou shalt not go over this Jordan. Yahweh thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and shall possess them. And Joshua, 
he shall go over before thee, as Yahweh has said. And Yahweh shall do unto them as he did to Sihon and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them, whom he destroyed. And Yahweh shall give them up before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and be of a good courage. Fear not, <clears throat> nor be afraid of them. For Yahweh thy God, he it is that does go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua, and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong, and be of a good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which Yahweh has sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And Yahweh, he it is that does go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Okay, so all, Moses, Israel, yeah, excuse me, all Israelites should take these verses to heart, that if you are obeying his laws, then whatever you do, Yahweh will protect you. There's a verse, I forget where it's, uh, it's I think it's in Isaiah, where he says, I will contend with him that contendeth with thee. Okay, so you don't have to take anything personally. Don't get angry if somebody slaps you in the face, all right? <laughs> Turn the other cheek if that person is an Israelite, obviously, right? If it's a non-Israelite, then, then you can get back in that person's face because they, you know, they're not, they're not supposed to try, strike the elect, right? That, that's forbidden. So when we're dealing with non-Israelites, then, uh, but still, it would be good manners if it's not a, you know, you know a knife wound or anything like that. Then uh, deal with that person honorably and say, now, wait a minute, why did you hit me? Well, I caught you in bed with my, with my wife. Really? Maybe, uh, uh, maybe it was somebody else, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, uh, do what you can to avoid fisticuffs and violent encounters. That's always the, the proper method, even uh, with non-Israelites, okay? So, uh, but we'll get into that, you know, because uh, uh, if we have time, we'll do a recap of Deuteronomy 28, 28. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Deuteronomy 28, where uh, the blessings and cursings for the Israelites take place. All right, back to you. Verse 9. And Moses wrote this law and delivered it unto the priests, the sons of Levi, which bear the ark of the covenant of Yahweh, and unto all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel is come to appear before Yahweh thy God in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear, and that they may learn, and fear Yahweh your God, and observe to do all the words of this law. And that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear Yahweh your God, as long as you live in the land whither you go over Jordan to possess it. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Behold, thy days approach that thou must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tabernacle of the congregation, that I may give him charge. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tabernacle of the congregation. And Yahweh appeared in the tabernacle in a pillar of a cloud, and the pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle. 
And Yahweh said unto Moses, Behold, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers, and this people will rise up and go a-whoring after the gods <laughs> of the strangers of the land. Oh, really? they go to be among them. <laughs> All right. And will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Okay, so this is a prophecy that Moses is uttering. Or right, I had to turn on the concordance feature on my e-sword, and that, uh, that instance of stranger was Gare. In, uh, so one know, of our own people. Uh, yes, uh, an, uh, an Adamite, but not necessarily an Adamite, Israel. but not a, necessarily an Israelite. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and uh, I can't. I don't recall that any instance of Gare being a non-Adamite. You know, in any uh, in any of the verses that we have, uh, you know, discussed uh, in, in, in the entire Torah. But it just occurred to me also that there's not one instance of the word Jew in all of the Torah. These five books of the Torah do not contain the word Jew. It's always Israel. So uh, mm-hmm. the Jews, the Jews messed up. <laughs> well, they, I think they, it's not until Second Kings that the word Jew is even mentioned. It's like oh, yeah. Second Kings chapter six, I believe, or sixteen. Yeah, yeah we got Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second First and Proper, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah. You know, uh, oh, Second Kings, right. Uh, I passed right over it. Yeah, so it's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the seventh book after Deuteronomy where that word occurs. All right, so, and then it's uh, it only refers to the tribe of Judah and the house of Judah because <clears throat> they had a war with the uh, northern tribes. So there's no way that the word Jew can ever reference the Israelites because there it's used exclusively for the house of Judah. But even there, it's a false translation. And we'll get to that once we, once we cover uh, you know, second, uh, second Kings. All right, back to you. Yeah, I think um, anytime the word Jew is mentioned in the Old Testament, it's referring to Judah, the tribe of Judah, and mm-hmm. not even to the um, or to, people or, who today call right. themselves Jews. Or to individual Judahites, okay, or the Judahites yeah. in general, okay. Yeah, and it's uh, it's odd that throughout Scripture, uh, you know, Asher, uh, the people of Asher are called Asherites, right? The people of Dan are called Danites. The people of mm-hmm. Israel are called Israelites. And so why are the people of Judah called Jews instead of Judahites, all right? Mm-hmm. That's out of form, and we obviously know why, because the modern Jews – don't want you to believe they want you to believe that the Judahites in fact are them <laughs> right and that's that's the great deceit of translation that the Jews are guilty of throughout scripture all right back to you okay verse 17 then my anger shall be kindled against them in that day and I will forsake them and I will hide my face from them and they shall be devoured and many evils and troubles shall befall them so that they will say in that day are not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? Because we have and not was... obeyed his laws? Isn't this happening to us today? Mm-hmm. Yep. In in spades, as they say, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. And in the book, of, well, the book of John says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So all the antinomians are g- going to get buried in spades. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Gathered with the tares. At the judgment day, because they they do not want to obey his laws. Back to you. And I will surely hide my face in that day for all the Mm. evils which they shall have wrought, in that they are turned unto other gods. Oh, wow. Now, 
Yeah, Bill Gates. Yeah. Now, therefore, write ye this song for you and teach it the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I shall have brought them into the land, which I swear unto their fathers, that flows with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat, then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them that this song shall testify against them as a witness for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed. For I know their imagination, which they go about even now before I have brought them into the land, which I swear. Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel and he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge, and said, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. <clears throat> and it came to pass, when Moses had made an end of writing the words of this law in a book until they were finished, that Moses commanded the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of Yahweh, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of Yahweh your God that it may be therefore a witness against thee. For I know thy rebellion and thy stiff neck. Behold, while I am yet alive with you this day, you have been rebellious against Yahweh. And how much more after my death? Gather unto me all the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to record against them. For I know that after my death you will utterly corrupt yourselves and turn aside from the way which I have commanded you. And evil will befall you in the latter days, because mm. you will do evil in the sight of Yahweh to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. And Moses spake in the ears of all the congregation of Israel the words of this song until they were ended. Okay, because wolves in sheep's clothing have entered the pulpits and led the sheep astray, taking advantage of their itching ears to hear sweet lies. Okay, that's what's going on, folks. Uh, mm -hmm. Sorry to say, but that's what's going on. Okay, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32. Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of Yahweh, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do ye thus requite Yahweh? O foolish people and unwise, is not he thy father that has bought thee? Has he not made thee and established thee? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father and he will show thee, thy elders and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For Yahweh's portion is his people. Amen. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in the desert land and in the waste howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. 
He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them, bears them on her wings, so Yahweh alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields, and he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Butter of kine and milk of sheep with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Bashan and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And thou didst drink the pure blood of the grape. Yes, no, it's, Jesh- interesting. Sorry, uh, it's interesting. It says, well, of course, uh, the uh, butter of kine, that's cattle, and milk of sheep. And uh, everybody I talk to in the health uh, f- food movement says uh, that uh, goat's milk and sheep milk is better than uh, cow's milk. But nevertheless, butter is better <laughs> coming from cows. I guess, maybe that's what this is saying here. But this uh, verse uh, 11, as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings. Uh, this, uh, this, this verse is responsible for a really big hit song. You know, uh, I forget the title of it, but it's about uh, on eagle's wings, you know, flying on eagle's wings. Uh, unfortunately, a Jewish singer <laughs> made that <laughs> made that song a big hit. But uh, yeah, there's many verses of scripture. You know, to everything, turn. Yep, I was about turn, to yeah. say that too. Right? Yeah. There's numerous hit songs that are based on Bible verses. I bet most people who hear those songs don't even know it. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. back to you. All right? Okay. There, there are many years I didn't know that about the uh, that verse from Ecclesiastes to every season. Yeah, yeah. There's a season. Yeah. And it says there's a time for war. Yep. Yep. We're in it. Verse 15. But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen waxen fat. Thou art grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods. With abominations provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begat thee, thou art unmindful, and hast forgotten God that formed thee. And when Yahweh saw it, he abhorred them, because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters. Okay, let me interject here, sorry. Because uh, this no Jeshurun uh, is, well, I guess it's correctly tr- uh, capitalized. Uh, it says here, mm-hmm. upright. Me- the meaning is upright. Jeshurun, a symbolical name for Israel. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, the upright. Uh, this this verse is very important because it points out the fact, and we Israelites, when we get comfortable and fat, yeah. etc. That's when we start to fall astray. And uh, kicked means uh, figuratively despised. Okay? So when we get too prosperous, we are becoming uh, despised by Yahweh. Thou art waxen fat. Thou art grown thick, thick-headed, right? <laughs> Thou art covered with fatness. Okay? We're overweight. And uh, and when we get too overweight, then we can't get out of the, out of evil's way, right? So this is a prosperity. Prosperity has always been the downfall of the Israelites. Too much prosperity, and uh, we we forget Yahweh. Back to you. 
Yeah, it goes to our heads. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and to your belly. <laughs> right. Yeah, and our belly. <laughs> and, and to your hips, etc., etc. Okay. Yeah. Verse 20. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. They are a very forward generation, children in whom is no faith. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. And I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled in my anger and shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. I will heap mischiefs upon them. I will spend my arrows upon them. <clears throat> they shall be burnt with hunger and devoured with burning heat and with friendly, bitter destruction. Friendly fire, <laughs> right? The, we Israelites will make him so angry that he's going to shoot us in the back with his own arrows because we mm -hmm. deserve it. Yep. I will also send the teeth of the beasts upon them with Ooh. the poison of serpents of the dust. Oh, vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. The sword without. And terror within shall destroy both the young man and the virgin, the suckling also with the man of gray hairs. I said I would scatter them into corners. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, Our hand is high, and Yahweh has not done all this. For they are a nation void of counsel. Neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they, oh, that yep. they were wise, that mm. they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight, except their rock had sold them and Yahweh had shut them up? For their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. For their vine is the vine of Sodom and the fields and of the fields of Gomorrah. The, their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of dragons and the cruel venom of asps. Is not this laid up in store with me and sealed up among my treasures? To me belongs vengeance and oh recompense. Mm. Their foot shall slide in due time for the day of their calamity is at hand. And the things that shall come upon them make haste. <clears throat> for Yahweh shall judge his people and repent himself for his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there is none shut up or left. And he shall say, where are their gods, their rock in whom they trusted, which did eat the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up and help you and be your protection. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. That's right. For I lift up my hand to heaven and say, I live forever. If I wet my glittering sword and mine hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and will reward them that hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh, and that with the blood of the slain and of the captives from the beginning of revenges upon the enemy. <clears throat> Rejoice, O ye nations, with this people, 
for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries. Oh, can't wait for that day. Unto his land. Yeah, uh, ultimately, ultimate resolution, uh, you know, at the end times. Okay, yeah, please continue. <clears throat> and Moses came and spake all the words of this song in the ears of the people. He and Hosea, or Joshua, the son of Nun. And Moses made an end of speaking all these words to all Israel. And he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land, whether ye go over Jordan to possess it. And Yahweh spake unto Moses that selfsame day, saying, Get thee up into this mountain, Abarim, unto Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, that is over against Jericho. And behold the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel for a possession. And die in the mount whither thou goest up, and be gathered unto thy people, as Aaron thy brother died in Mount Hor, and was gathered unto his people. Because ye trespassed against me among the children of Israel at the waters of Meribah Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin, because ye sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Israel. Yet thou shalt see the land before thee, but thou shalt not go thither into the land which I give the children of Israel. End of chapter 32. <laughs> okay. I mean, that clear warning to the Israelites that you had better, you had better obey <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> his laws or suffer the consequences. Okay, nevertheless, <coughs> the Sorry, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nevertheless, uh, there's a good resolution for our people right at the end. Okay, so let's talk about that uh, article. Why was Moses not allowed to cross the Jordan? Okay. All right, this should be a good article because <laughs> yes. I've always been curious. Um, I know he disobeyed God in yeah. striking the rock, um, but I don't know. Um, you know, Yahweh's always fair, so it's yeah. not my place to question or anyone else's place to question why Moses wasn't allowed yeah. to go into the promised land. Yeah, it has to do with striking the rock, but there may be a couple other uh, ancillary <laughs> reasons why. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's get into that article. Got questions. And this article or, is titled, what? Why Was Moses Not Allowed to Enter the Promised Land? Moses is hailed as the leader of the Exodus, the one through whom God delivered his people from Egyptian slavery. To Moses, God entrusted the law. Jesus demonstrated that Moses foreshadowed his own work as the Messiah. John chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. Moses is listed in Hebrews chapter 11 as an exemplary of faith. In Deuteronomy 34, we read that God himself buried Moses. We are also told that since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 10 and 12. Yet Moses, for all his blessings, was not allowed to enter the promised land. Why not? In Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 51 and 52, God gives the reason that Moses was not permitted to enter the promised land. This is because you broke my faith, you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah Kadesh in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore, you will not 
Therefore, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. God was true to his promise. He showed Moses the promised land, but did not let him enter in. Okay, now this is a warning to all Israelites who have uh, you know, still not repented of their old sins, or current sins in this case, right? So that uh, you will observe <laughs> the remnant going up into heaven. The book of Acts clearly says that as you witnessed Yahshua ascending into the clouds, uh, he will return thus back to us, and then he will take us up with him into the clouds or into heaven, right? So if you want to be part of that number that ascends up into the kingdom, and of course it's figurative up because the kingdom is coming down, New Jerusalem is going to be mm-hmm. plucked, plucked right here on earth, but uh, no, you won't get into the kingdom, or at least not on the terms you expect, you know, if you are a lawbreaker, or a period, okay? All right, back to you. Yeah. And we don't want anyone to mistake that for a rapture because there's no yeah. such thing as a rapture. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Colonel Jack Moore did a study of the rapture, and uh, he can, uh, and he was in Korea, and uh, he was saying in that article that uh, the, the, the so-called Christians of Korea, you know, the, the preachers who were t- teaching them the rapture got really angry with, with the – uh, with, with those priests when the commies came and killed them all, <laughs> right? You told <laughs> us we would get raptured. Whack, mm-hmm. right? Okay. It's, it's garbage. It's a garbage teaching. It is. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The incident at the waters of Meribah Kadesh is recorded in Numbers chapter 20. Nearing the end of their 40 years of wandering, the Israelites came to the desert of Zin. There was no water. And the community turned against Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron went to the tent of meeting and prostrated themselves before God. God told Moses and Aaron to gather the assembly and speak to the rock. Water would come forth. Moses took the staff and gathered the men. Then, seemingly in anger, Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, we must bring you water out of this rock. Then Moses struck the rock twice with his staff. Numbers chapter 20, verses 10 and 11. Water came from the rock as God had promised, but God immediately told Moses and Aaron that because they failed to trust him enough to honor him as holy, they would not bring the children of Israel into the promised land. Now, it's interesting, though. Uh, this, how many times did uh, Moses bring water out from the rock? Was this the only time? Or was there a previous incident of this? I forget. Okay. Maybe. I think he did. I think there was another time when he did. Yeah. And yeah. if that's the case, maybe he just did that out of, uh, what do you call it, uh, habit, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, I think in this case, uh, what the author is trying to say is it, would, it wasn't necessary to strike the rock with his stick this time, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe he was just showing off. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the impression I get. Like, uh-huh. you know, must and taking credit for something that God is doing. There right? you go. You know, Ooh-ooh. Moses saying, "You rebels must we bring you water out of this rock?" No, right. Moses wasn't doing it. Yahweh was doing it. So yeah. So this humble man finally got got pride, right? <laughs> <laughs> it happens to everybody. I tell you, he did a lot better than I could have ever done. Oh man, especially with those yeah. people that he had to deal with. I would have been whacking those Israelites myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> at, at the very least, bang, thumping their heads with my Bible. <laughs> All right. All right, let's continue. The punishment may seem harsh to us, but when we look closely at Moses' actions, we see several mistakes. Most obviously, Moses disobeyed a direct commandment from God. God had commanded Moses to speak to the rock. Instead, Moses struck the rock with his staff. Earlier, when God had brought water from a rock, he instructed Moses to strike ah, it okay, with Okay, yeah, that's Exodus 17. Yeah, so he did it once, and so maybe he just forgot and did it again. Okay? Yeah, or, true. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. We're, we are God's creatures of heaven. But that, striking the rock is more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it makes for a better show, doesn't there it? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, better but, movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. But God's instructions were different here. God wanted Moses to trust him, especially after they had been in such close relationship for so many years. Moses didn't need to use force. He simply needed to obey God and know that God would be true to his promise. Also, Moses took the credit for bringing forth the water. He asked the people gathered at the rock, must we bring you water out of you, this rock? You were right. You were right. Yeah. Uh, Numbers prideful. chapter 20, verse 10. Mm -hmm. Moses seemed to be taking credit for the miracle himself and Aaron mm -hmm. instead of attributing it to God. Moses did this publicly. God could not let it go unpunished and expect the Israelites to understand his holiness. Yeah, isn't this the, 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 the problem with all priesthoods? that they uh, start to behave as if they're the ones who are performing the miracles. Certainly they, they get used to being worshipped by the people, right? Mm -hmm. and, and getting the accolades of the people, which they never should do. Not even Yahshua was interested in getting the accolades of the people. But human priests, yeah, even Israelite priests, uh, you know, like, like the attention, right? They like the attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to resist that. It's pride. Okay. You know, fame is never a good thing for people, for anybody, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. It really isn't. It, it, right. it always goes to a person's head in one way or another. Maybe it, some people more sure than others. sure does. But, yeah. You know, it it's sure never does. a good thing. And all the ladies throw themselves at you. Yeah, it's it's real horrible temptation. Yeah. Right? So, but I'm not worried about that. Uh, if anything, I'll, I'll just go down with infamy. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody, nobody likes you. <laughs> okay, you're teaching the law. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. All right, we want to hear how great we are. We yeah, that's right. That yeah. Flatter us. Screwing up. Flatter yeah. us. Yeah, there you go. The water giving rod is used as a symbol of Christ in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse four. The rod was struck in Exodus chapter seventeen, verse six. Just like Christ was crucified once, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27, Moses speaking to the rock in Numbers chapter 20 could have been meant as a picture of prayer. Jesus was struck once, and he continues to provide the living water to those who pray in faith to him. When Moses angrily struck the rock, he destroyed the biblical typology and, in effect, crucified mm. Christ again. That's a good point. I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah. Hitting it twice was... That okay. rock was symbolic of Christ. Okay. So, yeah, he yeah. is our rock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to crucify him twice as the churches want to do today, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Moses' punishment for disobedience, pride, and the misrepresentation of Christ's sacrifice was steep. He was barred from entering the promised land. Numbers chapter 20, verse 12. Yet we do not see Moses complain about his punishment. Instead, he continues to faithfully lead the people and honor God. In his holiness, God is also compassionate. He invited Moses up to Mount Nebo, where he showed his beloved prophet the promised land before his death. Deuteronomy chapter 34, verses 4 and 5 records, Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I said, I will give it to your descendants, I will... I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab, as the Lord had said. Moses' failure at the rock did not negate or break his relationship with God. God continued to use the prophet and continued to love him with tenderness. Wow. It was one of the best articles by a Judeo <laughs> that I've ever really seen. Really good. Really yeah. good article. Yeah. Yeah. Very insightful and uh uh, really to the point. Excellent, excellent article. Okay, so we have about 20 minutes left. Uh, we can certainly finish Deuteronomy today, and then if we have time, we'll go to Deuteronomy 28 for the blessings and curses one more time. Back to you. Okay. Okay. Chapter 33. And this is the blessing wherewith Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, Yahweh came from Sinai and rose up from Seir unto them. He shined forth from Mount Paran, and he came with ten thousands of saints. From his right hand went a fiery law for them. Yea, he loved his pe- he loved the people. All his saints are in thy hand. And they sat down at thy feet. Every one shall receive of thy words. Moses commanded us a law, even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob. And he was king in Jeshurun, when the heads of the people and the tribes of Israel were gathered together. Let Reuben live and not die, and let not his men be few. And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, Hear, Yahweh, the voice of Judah, and bring him unto his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him, and be thou and help to him from his enemies. And of Levi he said, Let thy Thuman and thy urine be with thy holy one, whom thou didst prove at Massa, and with whom thou didst strive at the waters of Meribah. Who said unto his father and to his mother, I have not seen him? Neither did he acknowledge his brethren, nor knew his own children. For they have observed thy word and kept thy covenant. They shall teach Jacob thy judgments and Israel thy law. They shall put incense before thee and hold burnt sacrifice upon thine altar. Bless Yahweh his substance and accept the work of his hands. Smite through the loins of them that rise against him and of them that hate him, that they rise not again. And of Benjamin he said, The beloved of Yahweh shall dwell in safety by him, and Yahweh shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. And of Joseph he said, Blessed of Yahweh be his land, for the precious things of heaven, for the dew, and for the deep that coucheth beneath, and for the precious fruits brought forth by the sun, and for the precious things put forth by the moon, and for the chief things of the ancient mountains, and for the precious things of the lasting hills, and for the precious things of the earth and fullness thereof, 
and for the goodwill of him that dwells in the bush. Let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph and upon the top of the head of him that was separated from his brethren. Mm-hmm. His glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth, and they are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and Amen. they are the thousands of Manasseh. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I just, uh, this word, uh, dwell between his shoulders, I looked that up, and it says here, from an unused root meaning to clothe, the shoulder proper, that is upper end of the arm as being a spot, well, sorry, that just disappeared. But uh, uh, the meaning appears to be to be holding a person up with your arms, okay? So, bet- so uh, in other words, between your shoulders, holding that person up. Okay, back to you. Okay, I also want to point out something else, too. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why they... The King James translators always use this word unicorn. There's no such <laughs> thing as a unicorn. Right. It comes from the Hebrew word rami, and it means uh, wild bull. So I right, just right. There. Haven't you been watching the Disney cartoons? <laughs> That's what they try to make it, don't Yeah, they? right. Some of oh, their translations. It's such a nicer image <laughs> than a big old bull, right? <laughs> All right. All right, verse uh, 18. And of Zebulun, he said, Rejoice, Zebulun, in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tents. They shall call the people under the mountain. There they shall offer sacrifices of righteousness, for they shall suck of the abundance of the seas and of treasures hid in the sand. And of Gad, he said, Blessed be he that enlargeth Gad. He dwells as a lion and tears the arm with the crown of the head. And he provided the first part for himself, because there, in a portion of the lawgiver, was he seated. And he came with the heads of the people. He executed the justice of Yahweh and his judgments with Israel. And of Dan he said, Dan is a lion's well. He shall leap from Bashan. And of Naphtali he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of Yahweh, possess thou the west and the south. And of Asher, he said, let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren, and let him dip his foot in oil. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass, and as thy days, so shall thy strength be. There is none like unto the God of Jeshurun, who rides upon the heaven in thy help, and in his excellency on the sky. The eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And he shall trust out the enemy from before thee, and shall say, Destroy them. Israel then shall dwell in safety alone. The fountain of Jacob shall be upon a land of corn and wine. Also his heavens shall drop down dew. Happy art thou, O Israel, who is like unto thee, O people saved by Yahweh, the shield of thy help, and who is the sword of thy excellency? And thine enemies shall be found liars unto thee. And thou shalt tread upon their high places. End of chapter 33. Okay, and that word alone in verse 28 means separate. Mm-hmm. Then, then shall Israel dwell in safety separately from the other peoples of the earth. All right, let's one more chapter. Boy, I can't tell you how many times that we're told to be a separate people. That, that's in, right. Throughout the scriptures. I mean, yeah. it says it over and over. 
Yeah, the Jews are never taught that. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> they separate themselves after they've latched onto us, right? The parasite needs a host to latch onto. But that's the yeah. only sense in which they are separate from us, right? Uh, they're constantly sucking our blood. All right. Okay, back to you. And, they, the... and they encourage all that mixing with us, oh, but they don't yeah. do it themselves. Well, yeah, well, they, yeah, they, religiously they don't. You know, they, they maintain their religion, but they intermarry with just about every other race in the world, okay? Yeah, that's no true. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chapter 34. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountains of Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, that is over against Jericho. And Yahweh showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan, and all Naphtali, and the land of Ephraim, and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah, unto the utmost sea, and the south, and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the, the city of palm trees, unto Zoar. And Yahweh said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. So so Moses, the servant of Yahweh, died there in the land of Moab, according Mm. to the word of Yahweh. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, over against Beth Peor. But no man knows of his sepulcher unto this day. Oh, wow. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab thirty days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. And Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as Yahweh commanded Moses. And there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses, whom Yahweh knew face to face. And all the signs and the wonders which Yahweh sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. And in all that mighty hand and in all the great terror which Moses showed in the sight of Israel. Yes. Okay. Very good. All right. So Moses, well, Ezekiel, Dan, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and many of the others certainly uh, are equal to Moses in prophetic knowledge, right? Prophetic wisdom. But uh, you know, Moses was the direct servant of Yahweh for all the time in the wilderness. And apparently only that one instance where he really disobeyed Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable. Okay. So uh, good stuff. Really good stuff that, uh, that we uh, – I was just thinking this uh, – him being forbidden to enter the kingdom, uh, the, the promised land, and he had to watch from afar. Uh, certainly, he entered. He entered the kingdom already. Okay, uh, so he's one of those saints which will return in glory w- with the second coming. Moses will be there. So will Enoch, right? Uh, uh, and uh, Elisha or Elijah, rather, because they uh, they. Well, Moses tasted of death, right? But Enoch and Elijah didn't. But nevertheless, all three of them will come. They will be leading the saints upon with the return of Christ. Amen. All right. So let's go. We have time now to re, uh, revisit Deuteronomy chapter 28, the blessings and cursings 
which we must all understand. This chapter of Deuteronomy is so probably the most important in terms of predicting what will happen to us if we obey and what will happen to us if we disobey. Back to you. Okay. Chapter 28, and it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of Yahweh thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that Yahweh thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all the blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of Yahweh thy God. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be the basket, shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt be blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Yahweh shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. Yahweh shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand upon. Hand okay. Right. The storehouses are becoming empty, folks. <laughs> America used to they have are. what? Yeah, so many years of uh, gr- uh, grain storage. It's empty now, folks. It's been given to our enemies. Yep. Yeah, there's an artificial shortage. Yeah, food. exactly. It's being caused by our enemies. So yeah. Yahweh is allowing to do this because of our disobeying. Yeah, and uh, starvation is the next phase. Shortages, yeah. high prices, lack of food, lack of uh, gasoline, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's all starting, folks. It's starting. I've been getting images of uh, empty store shelves from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. It's happening, folks. Back to you. Verse 8. Yahweh shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. And in all that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which Yahweh thy God gives thee. Yahweh shall establish thee an holy people unto himself, as he has sworn unto thee. If thou shalt keep the commandments of Yahweh thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of Yahweh, and they shall be afraid of thee. And Yahweh shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which Yahweh swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Yahweh shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And Yahweh shall make thee the head, and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken unto the commandments of Yahweh thy God, which I command thee this day, to observe and to do them. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Okay, how low we have sunk. But the sinking has not quite ended yet. But I think it's going to turn around. I'm seeing signs. Uh, I happen to attend a, a MAFA meeting, which means Make America Free Again. And uh, people who have been complacent and just sitting on the sidelines watching what's going on, finally coming to realize, hey, 
our nation is being destroyed, <laughs> right? Something has to be done. I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines. Like uh, one person who was a speaker at the MAFA meeting I attended said, uh, I have never before uh, attended a public meeting in my life. I mean, uh, spoke before to get involved in uh, in politics. Now I've finally had enough. I'm getting involved in politics. Okay? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very good sign that our people are beginning to wake up. All right? So many of them have been conditioned to believe that it's bad to talk about politics. That's right. You know, so everybody's scared to say something because they're afraid, you know, they've been taught this and they're afraid they might offend someone else. Yeah, they'll be called uh, an (laughs) anti-Semite. All right. Or a a racist or a white supremacist or a terrorist. All these labels they throw at people make them afraid to speak out. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Verse 15, but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of Yahweh thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed <laughs> shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Yahweh shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke, in all that thou settest thine hand unto unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doings, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Yahweh shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee, until he have consumed thee from off the land. COVID. Whether thou goest to possess yeah. it. COVID, absolutely no doubt. Okay, isn't it, isn't it interesting that that little uh, piece of uh, lead uh, engraving that was found at Mount Ebal just uh, made its appearance as we are getting ready to face the judgment, right? It's perfect, absolutely perfect timing that uh, this Mount Ebal uh, lead plate was found just recently with all these curses. Back to you. Verse 22, Yahweh shall smite thee with the consumption and with the fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with the sword and with blasting and with mildew. And they shall pursue thee until thou perish. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. Yahweh shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust from heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. Yahweh shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth. And thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth. And no man shall fray them away. Yahweh will smite thee with the botch of Egypt. Mm. And with the emeralds, and with the scab, and with the itch, whereof thou canst not be healed. Oh, yeah. Candida. Yeah. Candida makes people itchy all over, but it's caused by a fungus. Right? A fungus, the disease is caused by doctors, by giving you too many antibiotics, which destroy the good flora in your gut, leaving Mm -hmm. the candida fungus to take over. And nobody, you know, the, the MDs won't tell you that they caused this disease in you. Okay. 
And by the way, yogurt is a good uh, yeah. uh, something for replacing that good bacteria that's in your stomach. Right. It is good, but don't get the stuff that has all kinds of sugar in it because that sugar right. fe- feeds the candida. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Verse 28, Yahweh shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. And thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropes in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways. And thou shalt be open, shall only, shall be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. Thou shalt betroth the wife, and another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shalt not gather the grapes thereof. Okay, 2008. 2008, anybody? How many people bought, uh, bought houses in good faith only to have them taken away from them? That fake mm-hmm. crash, that staged crash, yeah. Thy ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Thine ass shall be violently, violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. The repo man will take your Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. Mm. The, mm. the fruit of thy land and all thy labor shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, oh. and thou shalt be openly shall only shall be only oppressed and crushed away. The Edomites will eat us up. Yep. Yep. And it's about nine o'clock. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Wrap it up here. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition, and we need. We know what we need to do. So let's do it. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. Enjoy yeah, take it. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye.